0: <clears throat> how's it going you guys my name is max osborne and welcome to max martial arts the show where we talk about different schools of self-defense and get insider's knowledge from the practitioners themselves wrap your hands put on your geese or whatever you need because we're going to hop right in today we're going to learn about the art of the eight M's. They eat limbs so sorry uh muay thai from a man that specializes in just that crew dan maeed has studied all kinds of martial arts for over th- 30 years like jujitsu kenpo American style kickboxing, as well as Filipino stick fighting, just to name a few. In 2005, he began studying mixed martial arts and specialized in Muay Thai. He is the instructor and founder of Ma'i Martial Arts. Uh, Crew Dan, thank you so much for being able to talk to me about Muay Thai today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, anytime. Awesome. So we're going to obviously talk a lot about martial arts. Um, But if you want to, could you just give me kind of a brief rundown of Muay Thai? What is it? Is, you know, brief history, the aim, the values, types of techniques, what does it utilize?
1: Sure, absolutely. So um, Muay Thai is the is the national sport of Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also known as the art of eight limbs because we use eight points on our body for mm-hmm. our offense, our hands, our elbows, our knees, and our legs to kick with. Um, on top of it being the national sport, it's also used, like all martial arts, uh, to teach values, life skills. And just give you a better better approach to everyday life, whether it's through self-defense or bettering yourself in other activities you do. Just um, the attitude that we train in, we want to try and approach all aspects of life with. And that is kind of Muay Thai and you know martial arts in essence. Awesome. And so what does it mean
0: by the art of eight limbs? Because most people are familiar with only four. So...
1: Right. So, um, just like I said, it's the eight points on our body that we use to attack. We use two hands, mm-hmm. two elbows, two knees, two legs, and those are the eight limbs. And then if you want to, you know, they say the secret, uh, the secret last weapon is your, is your head. Your mind. <laughs> that would be the ninth weapon, you know, that's awesome.
0: Awesome. And then what sets Muay Thai apart from other martial arts?
1: I think, uh, the biggest difference in Muay Thai is um, I would have to say that due to the fact that the sport of Muay Thai doesn't have a lot of rules, mm. uh, it can be practiced in a way that I feel translates and is becomes more practical. You know, and a lot of different martial arts that I've studied and I love all martial arts. I, I'm a true advocate for like, you know, people ask me all the time, hey, I'm, I'm not near your gym. I wanna put my kid in something. I, I, I always say anywhere, go anywhere, any martial arts school, Find a good instructor. That's number one. You know, you find a good instructor, and you're going to build a good foundation, whether it be karate, Muay Thai, Jujitsu, Taekwondo, whatever. Um, but I think, uh, but going back to Muay Thai and what makes it a little bit different and more practical is because they train for a sport with very little rules. Everything that you do is it's the real deal. You know, there's no simulated things. There's no, you know, you can't kick below the waist or you can't kick the back or you can't, 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 can't. It's all allowed. Whatever works, works. Um, and I think that's what really separates it. And, and if you follow like the timeline of martial arts and you see we're kind of like one thing started to get a little bit more popular and the other thing started to get a little bit more watered down, it's really because of the rule sets that apply to that particular sport. And um, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference from Muay Thai.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And you you, you alluded to that a great instructor is like the beginning of like a martial arts career. Can you talk to me about the beginning of your martial arts career, your instructors, you know, and all oh, that man. stuff? I know I, we have like a laundry list of, of yeah, martial yeah. arts that you study, but please, yeah, take me through some oh, of it. Oh, man.
1: I Honestly, I have been so blessed. I have had some great, great teachers in my life. And um, it all started for me cliche as it sounds, you mm-hmm. know, 1983, I was born in 1984 the movie, the karate kid came out and uh, you know, Daniel LaRusso. Okay. My family all referred to me as Daniel. So it's like, okay, that, that's a good match. And I was on the East coast in New York at the time. And that just became like the movie for me. Every time it was on my mom, was like, Hey, your movie's on. All right, cool. And that kind of paved the way. So I was like, all right, when I was about five, it's time to start looking for a dojo. And at the time we were in New York, and had, we had went to a, a few, and I was so um, incredibly shy. I, would never, I never could get on the mat. When I did get on the mat, I'd usually run off crying. Uh, so we relocated to Jersey, similar to where Daniel LaRusso from. And uh, I walked into Arpines Karate in uh, Howell, New Jersey, and I met my first instructor, who was uh, Master Larry Mesmer. And there was something about the way he spoke to me and the eye contact and his warmth and his, um, sincerity that right away, I was like, I got, I got into the car with my mom and I'm like, that's the place six years old. I'm like, this is, this is where I'm going to train. And I was there for most of my life. And if I still lived in New Jersey, I'd probably still be training there. Um, because, uh, master art binds, master Larry Mesmer, they created, a great system of molding young people into young leaders and young adults, you know? So they referred to us as young adults when we were still kids and they made us present ourselves that way. So it was the punching and kicking had very little to do with it. It was like, how do you stand? Where's your posture? How do you greet people? How do you look people in the eye and, and have a conversation? They were honestly giving us life skills through the punches and kicks and through the discipline of, you know, holding a horse stance and all that stuff. So that system was uh, it was called United States Black Cat Kempo and it was a mix of Okinawan Kenpo, Taekwondo Muda Kwan, uh collegiate wrestling, hmm. aikido and hapkido. So he established this in the early eighties and you know, in a way he was kind of teaching mixed martial arts before UFC was ever, you know, right, yeah imagined. Um, and that's kind of how we trained too. Like w- when we sparred, we didn't have rules as far as like, you can't take someone down or you, you know, you mm. can't keep all the ways, you know, and because he was a collegiate wrestler, he allowed us to basically ground and pound. We were able yeah. to put each other down and work mm. from the ground up and try to get back to our feet. Uh, so he was, uh, Master Binds was definitely ahead of uh, the curve, I think, as far as his, his um, idea of how, how you should train. Mm. Um, so I did that until I received my black belt. And I obviously be, got into teaching because that was part of the thing right, like, yeah. as a martial artist. It's not just about you. It's about creating a community and then taking these things that you believe in and you love and then passing it on to the next yeah, generation. Giving
0: it back, That's right? how it
1: got here to mm. begin. I mean, the arts that we're learning, I'm, I, I'm assuming you train martial arts. Uh, the <laughs> arts that we're learning are hundreds, maybe thousands of years old. That's how it got to the table. No one wrote it down. It was passed on through generation, through generation, through generation, to develop life skills, to develop confidence, to develop self-defense. Right. Um, so I started teaching and that student in me was still hungry. You know, okay. so I also had another instructor who was a black belt in that system, but he trained in a different system called Sanukis Ru Jiu-Jitsu. Uh oh. Roo Jiu-Jitsu was established by a legend named um, Professor Moses Powell was uh, no longer with us but he was an incredible martial artist extremely popular on the east coast and any big martial artist from the west coast if i say that name they'll know who he is but he created basically a a street self-defense um he utilized jujitsu uh joint manipulation Uh uh, judo throws some stick and knife so filipino fighting um and i did that for a number of years uh, and like, you know, the hunger was still going. And then I hear, you know, I was the type of guy, oh, they're doing a Capoeira class at, um, you know, college in Philadelphia. All right, I'm going over there. Oh, they're doing uh, my friend, Carl's doing kickboxing. All right, so I'm doing that two nights a week. So I'm doing mm. two nights a week kickboxing and I'm doing capoeira two days a week and I'm doing jujitsu twice a week. And I'm still teaching six days a week. You know, wow. I was all in. I was yeah. all in. And I don't recommend that for a beginner. <laughs> you know, you got to remember this was after years of training and I, sure. I had such a solid foundation, I had such an understanding of how my body works and what I could take in because I've also, you know, I've been to gyms that they offer their students everything all at once. So day right. one, you can do karate, you can do Muay Thai, you can do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you can do boxing, yeah. you can do all these things. And I just found that when you when you have all that access, you kind of become a jack of all trades. Yeah. You never become really great at one of those things. Mm. You get okay at everything, which is not a bad thing. It's not a sure. terrible thing. But I think what a strong foundation, and I think you even see this in the UFCs, the guys who come from a strong foundation of something, whether it be wrestling or, you know, Leo Machida with karate. Karate, yep. You know, like uh, Wonder Boy with his taekwondo or mm-hmm. you know, Anthony Pettis with his taekwondo. George like St. Pierre. Like, yeah, George St. Pierre. Like, mm-hmm. I think they have a solid foundation and now they can learn anything. They have learned how to become a great student and now they can just soak in everything like a sponge. You know, so uh, again, I don't recommend that kind of training <laughs> for everybody. But I had, a, I had at that moment in my life, I had a solid foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then um, I was, I guess I was, I was 18 years old, and I was at mm-hmm. a convention in Atlantic City, and Don the Dragon Wilson, I'm sure you're familiar, famous kickboxing, 11 time world champion. Um, he was at a booth and signing an autographs. So. Yeah. You know, I took one of my students. I said, you, "You have to meet this guy. We have to go talk to this guy." You know, because yeah. I grew up watching all his movies and everything. So we go to ask for an autograph, and he goes, "Hey, how old are you?" And I said, "I'm 18." He goes, "What are you?" Which, you know, <laughs> if you're a mixed Asian person in this country, you're used to hearing. You. you know, you get that all. What are you? Mm-hmm. Are you Puerto Rican? Or are you there? Who are you? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm Thai and Italian, and he's like, "Oh wow, I'm I'm Irish Japanese." he goes and believe it or not we're casting this movie and i need someone to play my son would you be interested and i'm like what? you know i'm total east coast at this time so i'm like ah oh, this guy's so full oh yeah, yeah right I mean, yeah <laughs> here's my info you know so sure enough like three months later he con- his manager contacts me they're like wow. we've been auditioning we can't find it he keeps asking about the kid from jersey do you want to submit a tape at the time i, I didn't know what that meant right I'm like, what, do you, what do you mean submit a tape well mm-hmm. we want you to audition put it on tape send it out we need headshots when you resonate with all this stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i figured it all out real quick <laughs> i made a lot of phone calls sent it in sure enough all right fast forward i booked the job i come out to la and i'm like i gotta live here you know as soon as i set foot on mm-hmm. road, you know, i was like i gotta come to la and um basically went home figured out my game plan a few years later made the move And then I started teaching at House of Champions in Van Nuys, California under uh, Shihan Mark Parr. Welcomed me with open arms and Uh just exposed me to like a bunch of new things that I hadn't been exposed to. So now, you know, there's Muay Thai there and there's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and there's things that I haven't trained. I've been kind of sticking with the more traditional things. And um, that led me to, under the teaching of uh, Nakui Triumpai, who was my Muay Thai crew. who eventually opened his own gym in North Hollywood, which I taught at as well. Um, And then that was it. And as, as a, you know, coming from a Thai culture and it being my culture, Muay Thai was one of those things I always wanted. Mm. And on the East coast at the time when I grew up, there were no Muay Thai gyms. And if you went to go find Muay Thai, you were really learning kickboxing, which is two completely separate things. Um, so when I got to learn under him, it was, and of course he took to me too. He's like, oh, you're a Thai kid. Come here, let me give you a little <laughs> extra attention, you know? So I, I kind of got the in on that. Um, and, and like I said, I was, I was blessed with so many great instructors and he was right there in the mold I looked for, you know, because as a teacher, when you start learning something new, you're already thinking of all the questions that everyone's going to ask you. And when I find a great teacher, I'm in my head, I'm, I'm racking up these questions. I'm going to ask at the end of his lesson and a great teacher before you even get to ask, he starts knocking them off the list. Yeah. He was like that for me. And I was like, okay, this is my guy. This is why I want to learn more time from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that brought me to here. So fast forward 15 years and mm-hmm. now a dream come true. I get to open my own gym. Um, the kid from Jersey, Daniel. <laughs> uh, happens to be on receipt boulevard just by that's so and awesome yeah it's just been a it's been a great full circle that's um, a crazy story the pandemic yeah yeah yeah
0: Wow. wow and you talked about how you don't really recommend you know the whole taking on kind of everything and everything like that but you said that you kind of knew your your body you knew yourself at that point you'd been training for a while i just wanted to ask what are some attributes that are needed to su- succeed in, in muay thai specifically
1: uh, I am a strong believer in Muay Thai martial arts is for everybody. So I don't think, going back to finding a great teacher, I don't think that you should show up to a gym, a dojo, and there should be a prerequisite for you to train. Mm. You know, I believe that you should show up to a gym or a dojo, and a great instructor will be able to see you for who you are. And as a true art form, let you express it the way you can, you know, because we're all built differently. I have kids that I train that are three years old, I have, you know, um, senior citizens I train that are 80 years old. You know, I can't expect them to do the same thing. Right. But we all, all do a version of Muay Thai, you know, we will all do a version of it because that's what I truly believe in. And that's what makes it a martial art, right? You learn this foundation, you learn whatever you get from your teacher, and then you have to put your own kind of self into it make it yours and when you own it um then it becomes real then it really works then you really are great at it you know so i I don't know if there's a if i answered your question but yeah i don't believe that there's there's attributes that you need i think there's attributes that you need to strive for as far as like developing better cardio and balance and flexibility and strength and i think that goes for any martial art
0: oh yeah oh yeah is there also like a mental aspect too, would you, would you say like, uh, yeah. any, any type of, you know, kind of mental fortitude or persistence that 100%. is needed?
1: 100%. There is, um, and again, this is something that has to be developed and it's something you find within yourself. Right. Um, and we find it with teamwork, you know, you find it with your coaches and with your, your, your peers that you're training alongside is I always tell my new students, like in the beginning of your training, Um, like if you were training with me, Max, I'd say, Hey, Max, listen, make sure you pace yourself because it's a tough workout. Um, because until I get to know you, I don't know where that line is to say, Hey, Max, don't go too much. You're going to hurt yourself or you're going too much. Relax. And I don't know where the line is to say, Max, come on, man. You've got more in you. Stop messing around, work harder, you know? So until I can gauge where that is as a beginner, you have to know where to draw the line, you know, because there's nothing worse. I say than training so hard. You can't train tomorrow. Right, mm. we have to be smart still. Right. Um, and then once we find that line, and your instructor knows where that line is, and you have an honest idea, and I say honest idea because sometimes we have a false idea of where that line is, um, you have an honest idea where that line is. Now we can start working on that mental fortitude that you're referring to, which is like, all right, I got to push past that limit now. Gotcha. Now to start pushing past. Um, and I think that comes with developing focus. And being present, which is hard nowadays. You know, we all, our phones are beeping oh. off the charts. We got my watch is beeping <laughs> off the charts. My, you know, when I get a text message, it goes to my phone, my watch, my laptop, my my tablet. You know, all this stimulation. It's hard to be present. It's hard to be like, okay, what's in front of me? And there's something to that, right? Like there's something to being present and being in the moment, and being like, okay, this is where I am right now. Let me fully soak this in. Um, and when you when you can confine those moments, like for example, in a sparring session, it's almost a state of meditation. You're like, there's all this chaos going around, but you're so lasered in, you know? And that's something that is practice for sure, you know?
0: Awesome, awesome. Great answer. That's, that's very interesting. That's an awesome aspect to hear about. Um, I also just wanted to ask, like, uh, I mean, we kind of alluded to it, but uh, what is something that people should know before jumping into their first like Muay Thai class? Um, You said like, you know, you have to, as the instructor, you have to like, get to know the person and stuff like that. But um, there's something that, you know, the the public and the uninitiated um, should know.
1: I don't know if you said in the interview, but maybe you said it before we started, but like Hmm. you said earlier, is it is kind of new and it's gaining some steam now. And thanks to mixed martial arts, it's, it's gaining some steam because that's one of the things, if you train MMA, that's like, you're going to do jujitsu, you're going to do wrestling, you're going to do Muay Thai. Um, So um, this sport of Muay Thai um, you know the same thing that I, I said makes it so different and special is because of the rules of the sport there's not a lot that same thing also kind of scares people away because it looks brutal you know which it is which any martial art you know when I was a kid and we were doing karate we would do takedowns to simulate stepping on someone's head like that's brutal <laughs> but it was for self-defense like what if you you know that's what you have to do and you know part of the responsibility of a martial artist is knowing when and when not to do those things. Um, so initially you see Muay Thai and it gets very scary. So when we first opened our gym in North Hollywood, the Muay Thai school, USA, um, we had all guys, it was all like tough dudes coming in, (laughs) guys that weren't coming to learn for self-defense. Um, they were tough guys, right? They they wanted to be tougher, you know? Right. And as soon as we had that first female come in, the floodgates opened because now Mm. it's like, look, this is for everybody next thing you know by the time unfortunately the gym had to close during the pandemic but mm. before we closed march of last year our classes were 50 50 down the middle females males right all age ranges uh all body types all facets of life so before you join a Mu- muay thai class remember like the hardest thing is the first step just come see it and feel it for yourself and you know do it in a place where you feel comfortable so definitely Sculpt out a bunch of gyms in the area, try them all out. Cause it's about finding the right instructor too. Um, but don't have any preconceived ideas of what is expected of you. Gotcha. You know, just, just dive in or at least get your feet wet, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say is, is, don't, don't, don't start looking up Muay Thai videos and being like, Oh my God, we're pulling <laughs> each other. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, no, you know, obviously we train number one priority is safety. So, uh, yeah, just give it a try. Awesome. That's
0: awesome to hear. And we're running out of time. We got about five minutes left, but I wanted to ask, like, what is next for you? Uh you've got your facility up in Northridge and everything like that. Um, but anything outside of that for your mixed art mixed martial arts career or just, you know, in general? Um, what's
1: next for me? Well, another movie. You know, we, <laughs> I, I signed my lease uh for my gym on March 1st, 2020.
0: Awesome. Congratulations. So all, <laughs>
1: thank you. We all know what happened after that. So I'm just truly blessed uh, for my team, for my family, to get past all this you know, stuff that we did the last year and to still be here with my doors open. So for me, I'm just, I'm just trying to grow my family and expand the community of martial arts. Uh, I think martial arts is good for everybody. I think martial arts makes people better people. Mm. I think it levels the playing fields. It erases politics. And it makes us all human because under the same roof, all learning the same thing, um, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. We're all in this together, you know? And that's one thing I feel like in our country right now, we're lacking is unity we're all everyone's on, you're on one side of the fence, you're on the other side of the fence. And we forgot how to communicate. Like it's okay to have different views, but um, let's find a common ground where we can like each other and appreciate each other and learn from each other. So that's the goal.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And just really quickly to wrap things up, can you just give me like a a condensed version? I know there's probably so much to this answer, but what has Muay Thai done for you?
1: Oh man. I know. I know. Tough one. Yeah. So, um, all the things that I try to give my students, you know, that's what it's done for me. Yeah. The values, the life skills, the communication skills, the confidence, um, Um, the fortitude to work past things that are hard, you know, like I've done these things time and time again on the mat, in the dojo, in the gym where it's like, something's tough. Something's hard. It seems impossible, but you just keep chipping away at it and you overcome. And in my life as a father, now as a husband, as a, you know, a business owner, my God, the obstacles are endless. Like it's Mm. just, sometimes you look and you're looking up at Mount Everest. Like, how the heck am I going to get through this? All right. One step at a time. I know I've done this before. Um, you know, and if you can do it with people punching and kicking mm-hmm. you and you know, it's almost easier when they're not doing, you're like, all, right, all I got to do is keep going forward. Cool. Easy. I got it. So overall I would say that's number one is just like the confidence and the understanding of that's my goal. I, as long as every day I make a, a move towards it, it's going to be mine one day. Awesome,
0: awesome. That's great to hear. And I think that, you know, people need to, you know, that's, that's a great lesson to learn, especially in, you know, today's society, everything like that. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up there. Mr. Maid, thank you so much for your time today. Good luck uh, in your future. Uh, Make sure you guys check out Maid uh, Martial Arts, the facility in Northridge. I'll leave more information in the blurb below. Um, this has been awesome learning about Muay Thai and just about your whole other like martial arts career, the whole movie career thing That the start. I wish I could talk to you for hours. This seems really awesome. Um, but thanks so much, you guys. Again, I'm going to leave more information in the blurb. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, check it out. Check out uh, Maid Martial Arts Facility in Northridge. All right. Have a good one, you guys. We'll see you later.